You're listening to Secrets of a Bridal Seamstress podcast. I'm your host, Nadine Bozeman. In this podcast, I'm sharing business systems and strategies specifically tailored to the bridal sewing industry so you can build your own modern and profitable bridal alterations business. Join me as I also get to chat with fellow seamstresses and share their personal success stories. I'm so glad you're here and that we can grow together in this unique trade. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode. I'm so glad that you're here. Um, Today's going to feel a little bit different because it's going to be like a shorty episode. I have a lot of information packed in, but it'll be shorter than usual. Um, I just want to take a break from interviews to chat with you about um, how I schedule my business or like how I block off time for brides and how I get work done and stuff like that. Because this is like the number one question that comes in through my DMs is something that I see so often coming through our membership where, you know, as business owners, we're so used to our own routine and obviously we're curious to know how other people run their businesses or how other people get stuff done or how many brides everybody takes a month, right? How many times have you heard that question (laughs) or you've seen it in some kind of like seamstress forum? We all want to know, like, how are you getting the stuff done? And um, if anything, I hope this episode can encourage you to maybe think outside the box and give you permission to change up your routine if you feel like you need it. So I'm always a big fan of having a business that fits into your lifestyle and serves you and serves your family. And if you feel like your business is like taking over your mind and body and your whole life experience, then something may need to shift a little bit. You may feel like, okay, at this point, I don't know how to shift anything because the business is controlling me. (laughs) And if you feel that way, you're not alone. That's totally normal. Maybe this episode can give you some ideas of how to shake things up a little bit. Um, But maybe you're listening and you already love your routine and you have a great way of getting stuff done and you don't feel stressed. You're not having to sew into the wee hours of the morning. So if you have that routine, I would love to hear about it. You can DM me. You can comment under the YouTube video. You can email me. Um, You have all my contact information. So you can can let me know. Uh, but I just think there's power in knowing how other people do it, right? And it helps us um, just think outside the box. And sometimes when we're like, so caught up in our routine, and like our day to day, we don't come up for air and think like, oh, there could be a different way to do this that may serve me even better. So This episode obviously is free and you can take what you want from it or you can be like, that is weird. I'm not doing that. But um, yeah, I just wanted to share with you. Okay, so let me first tell you about my biz and yeah, kind of the the business itself. So you have an idea of what that looks like. And then I'll go into the nitty gritty of how I schedule things out. Okay, so Sweet Francis Sewing Co. was started in my home, like many of you. And there just came a point where I outgrew working from home and I Personally, I wanted to see like, okay, how much further could this business go if I moved it out of the house? So that was my own decision. And I'm not throwing shade on anybody who prefers to work in home because there are obviously a lot of perks of working from home. And there were a lot of factors that went into that decision to find a brick and mortar. So um, my brick and mortar right now is like 20 minutes from my house. So I will tell you, I love the drive home. (laughs) 
I am the only seamstress there. So I'm the only like physical employee. I do have a virtual assistant um, and I have help with scheduling. But when it comes to actual sewing, like, no, I am too much of a micromanager to have help with sewing. I am working on maybe considering to possibly think about having someone come in to help with bustles and steaming. But I don't know. I mean, I'm like barely there. Okay. So I'm the only one there. And honestly, my space is, I think it's the perfect size for just me. I'm trying to think of, I don't even know what the square footage is in there. I have like a big room that has a cute little fitting room space. Um, I have my sewing area visible. Some days that's not awesome because I'm like, I really wish I had a room divider or something to block off this mess, but that's okay. That's another story for another day. And then I also have like my my sitting area and that's kind of like the waiting room, whatever. And then I have a separate back room where I keep all my dresses and all my supplies. And I also have a little uh, private restroom in there as well, which was totally a perk when I was looking for a professional space because you know what? Not every place includes bathroom. Sometimes you have to like share a hallway bathroom with other businesses Again, why am I giving you all this extra information? I don't know. Okay, so that's kind of the layout for Sweet Francis Sewing Co. It's on a really busy street in Tumwater, Washington. When I first started the business, I was a teacher. So basically my fittings and, and my sewing time was was all fit in around my teaching schedule. So I would have like fittings in the afternoon. A lot of times I would start sewing at nine o'clock at night. You know what I'm talking about. I'm sure you've been there. Maybe some of you are still there, right? It's like you just have to take whatever hour you can to get the work done. And sometimes you just have to get those hustle years. You know what I'm saying? So uh, that's what it looked like when I was teaching. That when I was working from home, I had a few days a week where I would host fittings. But then it just kind of like meshed together where it's like I was sewing and having fittings in the same day. But then my sewing space was getting too messy. So then I really just had to have like bride days and then work days and keep it separate. And I'm sure a lot of you who are currently working from home or maybe you have like a smaller professional space, that's what you have to do to keep things tidy is like have that separation, right? Um, or some of you might be like, I don't care. Uh, sewing is messy. So anybody can see the mess. <laughs> and if that's you, then more power to you, right? Um, anyway, so when I started... Uh, working in my professional space, the business really took off. I think not so much. I mean, yeah, I think the space probably has something to do with it. But also like my mindset totally shifted. And I was like, okay, I'm paying rent. So I am all in on this thing. And I wanted to make it like, just the best version of itself, right? And I really focused on my branding and like, what brides was I attracting? And you know, I was thinking about my average ticket more so than I was when I wasn't paying rent, right? So all these other factors came into play and the business grew. Um, and I was hosting fittings and working probably five days a week. I think the only rule that I had was that I, I knew that I always wanted weekends off because my husband has weekends off. So I, when he was off work, I'd be off work. Um, and some of you, it may be opposite because you may have a spouse that's home on the weekends. like So they can take care of the kids on Saturday and that's when you can actually host fittings or get work done. So it may be opposite for you. And this is where you know that like family lifestyle comes into play. Like, having a routine that fits into your family time or your lifestyle is so critical. So for us, I was like, Saturdays and Sundays, I'm not going to be working. And I just want to be 
off when Duran is off work. So that also meant like, I really didn't want to be hosting evening fittings. I have like one day a week where I'll host evening fittings, but I really tried to um, just be home when he was home from work. Um, so a few years ago, it was like, if it wasn't the weekend, I was always at the shop. And I had, um, this is even before I started using an online booking system. And some of you may be in that mode right now where it's like you're either calling people or you're emailing with um, different appointment options. And so that's what I was doing. And I just would send out like any available time, right? I had almost like no parameters. It was just like, when can you come? Okay, great. Bring the dress. See you then. And then before I knew it, like my calendar was totally booked and I didn't have an online booking system. So I was just at the mercy of whatever I remembered to write down in my calendar, which that is another topic for another day. Actually, it's a topic that we've already covered with Fran Miller when she talked about Dubsado. Um, and then also before that, there's an episode of Brie McQueen where she talks about um, scheduling and things like that. So we have had this topic covered. Okay. So before I had any kind of help from um, my Square Up account, um, I was writing everything down in my calendar and I was overwhelmed and overbooked. I didn't have... Um, a clear sense of when I actually wanted to be working and when I wanted to be home. It was just like Monday through Friday, all bets are off, come whenever you want, and I'm going to get the work done. So you can imagine how great that went, <laughs> right? I was really overwhelmed. I didn't have a system of even regulating like who I took in, what kind of work I took in, and um, how many brides I would see. Like, I mean, I, I thinking of the numbers of brides I would see each month, I'm like, I don't know how I did that. Well, um, 2021, I got really sick with COVID. And that was a time when like, do you remember when people were getting sick with COVID and like, you didn't want to tell anybody that you had COVID because it was weird. Yeah, that's when I had it. So I didn't tell many people that I had COVID. <laughs> and now you all know. Anyway, uh, but that was like, yeah, a couple years ago. So we're safe now. But 2021, I had COVID and I was so sick. Like I was sick for a couple weeks. Um, a friend of mine had it before me. And I remember texting him being like, when am I going to feel better? And he was like, I don't know. Like it, it was rough. And so after I had it, after I was like testing negative, um, I was just so tired. I mean, I was exhausted for weeks after that. And it was so hard for me to like get caught up. I would go to work and sew and then I would like take a nap on the floor or I would go home and take a nap. I mean, it was like rough. So anyways, um, that's when I realized like something has to give because I need to leave room for emergencies or illness or accidents or I just did not plan that. And I think, you know, when you're seeing your business grow and it's like, this is so exciting. I'm making money. The more brides, the more money, the more work. Woo, woo, woo. It's like you just have this like adrenaline working in your favor. And then guess what? You get sick or heaven forbid, like you like break your wrist or something happens and your work is come to a halt, like beyond your control. And then all of a sudden that adrenaline goes away real quick. And it's like, I can't live off adrenaline. I need to have like you know, really clear systems set up for myself. So that's when I really started experimenting with the concept of time off beyond the weekend. Because guess what? On the weekend, I wasn't even thinking about work. I was like, bye, Friday afternoon, I left. And then Monday morning, I would come back and be like, oh boy, here we go. Like, have to catch up on what I, you know, left in a, in a mess in a hurry on a Friday night. So uh, starting like fall of 2021, I started experimenting with 
the my time with my schedule of like the four day week, which was really fun, right? So every Friday I would have off and that was um that was really cool while it lasted. Like when I was doing it, I'm like, this is really fun to have three days off. And I found that I was working harder and more efficiently in those four days that I was at work. And then woohoo, would have that extra long weekend. And then Friday would be my day to like grocery shopping to catch up on like housework and stuff. And so then when Duran was home, it was just like a fun weekend, you know? So that was going fine. And then I was like, what if I use this concept for like my four day week and I give myself a three week month. Ooh, so that was really exciting too because then I had this full week off of work. But what started happening was like I would save all my like housework, my home projects, like some of my emailing even like to wait to get to it that last week of the month because I'd be like oh I'm gonna be home so that's my week off so that's when I'll catch up and then it was like that precious week off was just full of work it was just a different kind of work and then it wasn't it just wasn't a good enough like flow it just felt frantic like frantic three weeks and then this like one week off that was like so precious and I wanted to like sit outside and read but then again I wanted to clean my house but I wanted to go grocery shopping and then I wanted to like see my family or I wanted to hang out with friends and it was like the concept was kind of there but it just was not coming together so the sweet spot where I landed and what I'm still doing now is I have a week where I see brides and then I have a week off of brides it's awesome it is like I think, how did I run a business before I did this for myself? And it, okay, granted, this may totally not work for you. But can you think about making your schedule a little bit more flexible to actually serve you? Okay, so as you're thinking about this or listening to this next part of the episode, maybe the week on week off will not work for you personally, but maybe the concept of mixing it up a little bit can serve you. Okay, so when I first started the week on week off, I'll be honest, I was like, (laughs) I thought I'm going to have a complete week off work and do nothing. And then it was like, when I did go back to the shop, I had so much work to do because I had this mindset of like week on, week off, week on, week off. And week off meant, woohoo, I'm going to party or like sleep in or not do anything. And you can imagine how that went, right? So the way that it really is fleshed out is that I'll have a week that is open on my calendar. So when brides choose to book with me, they see like I literally have one week open, one week blocked off, one week open. And for all they know, they could just think that I'm booked, you know, every other week. I don't know. I don't really talk about it with them. And I still have, you know, my hours. I think it's like 10 to 5 most days. Um, I don't have a bride filling every single spot. Some weeks I do, unfortunately. And so I got to make sure that I have like a little lunch break in there, too. I shouldn't say some weeks, some days are totally full, but I never have a full week of seeing a bride every single appointment slot. And that's just the way that it has worked out for me because of the number of brides that I take on a month too. That's part of this. How it works out is a bride, you know, I'll see brides for a week and also within that week time in between brides, I can still sew, like I can still get stuff done. So say if I have like a 10 o'clock appointment, 11 o'clock appointment, and then I have a break for an hour and a half. So I'll use that time to work on a hem or whatever. I'm getting work done. But that week is when I have makeup on, I have professional clothing on, you know, I'm 
on to work with clients, right? And I do not anticipate having uninterrupted work time because what I found when I was like, oh, I'm going to be at work, I anticipated that I was going to have all this time to sew. But you know that doesn't happen when you have fittings booked. It's like you're going to get in the middle of a project and then your client's going to show up because they booked the appointment so they have the right to show up. (laughs) And then you're like, you're messing up my workflow. You know what I mean? And so it breaks up that the the work essentially. So um, when I have that week on with brides, when I get sewing done, it's like, ooh, this is a fun perk. But I don't anticipate like the the block, the hours blocked off for sewing. Sometimes in that week, I will come to work early, like you know, a couple hours before I actually open, before my first fitting, and I'll get some work done. But um, I don't really factor that in to my week on with brides because it's like, it's just unpredictable. You know what I'm saying? So my week off, I do so like I'll go to work a couple, at least a couple days a week. They're not full days, but like I'll get there in the morning. I'll sew for a few hours and I prep for the week after, or if I'm feeling really good, I'll prep for like a couple weeks after I spend time at home. I get my groceries. I clean the house. You know what I mean? I actually enjoy my home time. But I think the biggest thing is I know that I can depend on uninterrupted sewing time. And what has been the biggest game changer that I've noticed since this week on week off thing is I have not felt that tightness that like, (gasps) I can't catch up because that feeling was so debilitating. And um, I didn't realize how much I had it until I got into this routine of week on week off. And I think like, how did I run my business before I allowed this week off? Because what it's given me is first of all, if I'm having a really stressful week, or if I have like a lot of work to get done, I'm always literally days off or days away from being off work. You know what I'm saying? Like there's always light at the end of the tunnel. Whereas before I'd be like, oh my goodness, I don't have time off to like literally the end of the month or like end of summer, you know, (laughs) even before that, right? It was like just never feeling like I was gonna catch up and always that fear of like, well, what if I get sick or what if something happens? And I did get sick and I knew what happened. It was really scary. So now it's like, I'm only a couple days away from having time off and having time to catch up. It's also given me an opportunity to have like flex dates for some brides. So as much as I'd like to say, I am like totally black and white about these off days, like even this past week, um, I had two brides who were from out of state. And so I lined them up. So they came in on Monday, even though that was like, you know, technically an off day. But I had that flex date where I could go into the shop. I saw them. They weren't stressed out. I didn't have to like cram them in at the end of my work day, like at six o'clock at night or seven o'clock at night. You know what I mean? I had that flexibility. And um I didn't realize how much I needed flexibility again until I started implementing it. And I'm like, wow, this is like gold. When I first started the week on week off, it did take a long time to actually like get in the swing of things because you actually have to like plan it out in advance. You know what I'm saying? Like right now, my week on week off is blocked out till like October just so that I know what weeks I have on and off. We, Duran and I can plan our like whatever, summer vacation stuff around that. And then also I know in the back of my head, like whenever I send my booking link out, a bride can never like mess up my schedule on accident, you know? So if you decide to start implementing something like that, or even like a four day work week, it may have to start farther out 
just to get it in your routine. You know what I mean? Because you already have clients blocked out. So it's like to actually implement that may take some time. It has been not only instrumental in helping me actually get the work done, but I'm actually like home. When I first started the week on week off, it was like either I wasn't getting my work done in time because I was like, woohoo, vacation. I'm on vacation when I really should have still been working. And then um, I kind of had the opposite where it was like, I still felt like I was working. Anyway, you know, everything just takes time. But now it's like a year out from starting the new routine. When I have my off week, like I'm on an off week right now. So obviously I'm recording podcasts. I had a couple other interviews this week. I, I work on stuff in the membership. I, I have gone into my shop two days this week and I sewed for like four different hour blocks. Like, or I'm sorry, two different four hour blocks. Um, I had that one day where I saw brides, right? But I'm also home. Like I'm working in my backyard. I'm reading. I have a puzzle on my dining room table right now. Okay, let that sink in. It is June and I have a puzzle on my kitchen table. I like literally could not have dreamt of that years ago because it's like, oh my goodness, it's busy season. I'm not going to see my family. You know what I mean? And like we, we read those comments or we see those jokes and it's like kind of funny, but then it's kind of not because that's like our beautiful summer is gone. You know what I'm saying? And as a retired, retired, <laughs> I retired at how old was I? 32, 31. I don't remember, a retired teacher, I got spoiled with having summers off. And so being able to have time in my backyard, in the sun, like soaking up our beautiful summer weather out here in the Pacific Northwest, like I really got spoiled by that. And so now I'm actually enjoying outside time. And I thought that was like just something that I would trade in as a bridal seamstress because summer around here is like our busy season. I just want to really encourage you if you feel like stuck or if you feel like, oh my goodness, I can't catch up. It doesn't necessarily need to be that way. We just can like take a step back and think about how to experiment with the routines. And I love talking about this. So if you want to DM me, if you want to message me about it, I'd love to talk more. Um, Another thing is I've been more conscientious of like who I'm booking and how many brides I'm actually booking. I don't really want to say the number because I feel like, I don't know, what is one number to me is not going to mean the same thing to you. You know what I'm saying? But I know that I'm at a sweet spot with like having a great number of clients. I have a healthy salary. Like I don't feel like that has, if anything, that has grown since having this new schedule because when I have time off and I'm caught up on work, I'm so excited to like see the brides again on Monday morning when I go back in to see clients. I never have that feeling of like, oh my gosh, okay, let's just get one more week out of the way before I get closer to my time off. It's like, I have my rest time, I catch up, and then it's like so enjoyable to be with clients again. So I don't feel like I'm overbooking myself. You know, I had one summer where I did totally overbook and that was kind of in the early days. I think everybody kind of has to go through that, honestly, because that's how you figure out what your limitations are. Um, and then, you know, I kind of experimented with different numbers of brides per month. It really depends on 
what your work preferences are, what you enjoy working on, what kind of brides you are, or bridal work you actually accept. That's how you figure out how many brides you accept a month. So that's why I'm like so tentative to like, I don't want to give you the number because my workload is going to look and feel different than your workload. And my preferences of what I actually like to sew is going to be different than what you enjoy. But I will say that I have a great sweet spot and I found my number and my, my salary and my time reflect that really well. So um, for here on out, I feel like this week on week off is serving me really well. I just want to encourage you that you have the right to switch things up if you want to. It's your business, so it can be a little bit flexible and it can be unconventional too. Like it does not need to match what everybody else is doing. If you see that everybody else seems like stressed or like works through the weekend or doesn't have time off, like your business model does not need to match that. Um, it can be your own. And that is one of the blessings of owning a business is having the freedom to create a schedule that actually works for you. It can be really easy to get caught up in that like, well, if you're not busy all the time, if you're not overbooked, if you're not like starving yourself because you don't have time to eat or like, you know, the I don't see my family over the summer, like that doesn't need to be the norm. Um, just because we hear those comments kind of a lot, you know, what I mean, you can actually enjoy summer, you can like, get a garden, you can you know, bust out a puzzle or like you can read books. Like, I don't want to say like you can have it all, but you know, you can find this balance of like what actually works for you so you can enjoy doing this job long term. You know what I'm saying? So what do you think about that? Does anything feel like it's something you'd want to test out? Does it seem like impossible? Um, I wonder too how this would work out if you did have um, a staff that worked for you because I don't know. Um, I just know that as like a one woman show, I had to do something different. Otherwise, I would not be able to last and keep this up long term. You know what I'm saying? Some of you also might be in a spot. I know some of you are because I've talked to so many of you where it's like you start the business and like all this money comes in and it's so exciting and you feel like, I don't want to change anything because then I'm going to stop getting money. It's like, okay, mate, what if there were a way to keep the same number of clients or even get more clients a month or a week, however you split it up, but you can serve them in a way that's like more healthy for you that gives them a better result, right? Because if you're feeling rested and healthy, if you have time to enjoy, you know, cooking dinner or like spending time with your family or your spouse, or um, if you in, if you have time to enjoy your life, you're going to enjoy your job even more, and you're going to be able to serve your clients even better. Does this all make sense? So, anyways. Um, that wasn't as shorty as I thought it was going to be. It was still like a half hour long, but uh, I guess there was a lot more to talk about when it came to scheduling. But um, this is just such a fun topic because everybody does it differently. So I want to share with you my little routine and how it has made, a, I feel like, such a positive impact in my business and in my personal life and um, in my hobbies. Look, I'm, okay, this the camera's like backwards, but this is a roll of fabric that I'm making some cloth napkins and like... A couple years ago, I would have never thought of like doing fun projects in summer. What? 
Yeah. And now I'm working on that. So, um, anyways, uh, there's hope if you feel a little bit stuck. So message me if you have questions or comments, I'd love to hear what you think and, um, good luck in the middle of your busy season. All right. Thanks guys for tuning in. If you have not checked out more information about our upcoming secrets of bridal seamstress retreat that is happening in Austin, Texas, July 24th to 26th, you can head to the website or you can click on the link in the show notes and get yourself registered. So we are halfway at the registration point, which I'm like super excited about. Um, if you register before September, you have the opportunity to break your payments into two. So that kind of makes it a little bit easier, right? When you have two payments rather than one big lump sum. And then um, after September, you can still find a ticket, but you'll have to pay all in one, all at once, whatever. So you can use the payment plan if you want to between now and September. Uh, but we have uh, Do You Speak Bride team will be with us to talk about communication style with brides and how our communication from even before we meet the clients themselves, how that affects our business. And um, Stephanie Booth will be joining us again to talk about um, uh, wellness, holistic wellness and mindfulness in our businesses for day two. And as our retreat attendees will tell you from this past year, she was awesome. So we're so excited to have her back. I, I'll be sharing more details about the retreat coming up in the coming months, but I uh, just wanted to remind you to check out that link if it's been on your mind. Okay. Thank you for tuning in and I will hopefully see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and share this podcast with a friend. And if you're feeling really generous, leave a review. Thanks everyone.